Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. So I was on an airplane this week. Yeah. It's hot because it was hot outside, which makes it hot in the plane. Okay. And so, and it's only a short flight, but this mom is traveling with her newborn mm-hmm. and every seat in this plane is full. Mm-hmm. Who sits right next to me? The lady with the newborn. Which I have no problem with. We have kids as well. I have never been so uncomfortable in my life. Why? Because about halfway through the flight, the baby was hungry. Really? That makes you uncomfortable? Yes. I became more familiar with the window shade than a Kardashian with TMZ. You're so weird. Fine. You've got those things. I don't. So it wouldn't be weird to you. It's weird to me. Was she covered up? No, not really. Oh, well, that's I mean, the baby weird. covered her up. Oh, well, that's kind of weird then. But it was just, yeah, my little seat on the little puddle jumper plane became even smaller as I curled up into the smallest spot and I was the window seat. So it was like, oh, very uncomfortable. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome back, everyone, to Fireproof Your Retirement. It's at this point, maybe West Michigan's largest financial talk radio show. I don't know. It's hard to find those stats out. Yeah, how do you gauge that? I don't know. I think you just proclaim it and then... Tell people to Let challenge. Let it be so. <laughs> so welcome back to Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me this week to assist Vanessa Markey. Hi, everyone. The wonderful assistant. Mm-hmm. Co-host. I'm just kidding. You know, all these comments are going to make people think I'm like some 1950s chauvinistic male. This is why we don't have Twitter. Right. Because we just. Or Facebook or anything because right. you don't know how to use it. No, I don't. But they keep telling us we got to get it. They're like, you need an Instagram. I'm like, I I don't even know what a gram is, let alone an instant one. You need to pay me more. Well, we can deal with that request at your next contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. Until then, LeBron James. You don't pay me anything anyway. I pay you with hugs and smiles. Yay. Oh, come on. You have to agree we have a fun time. When I get a full night's sleep. But that doesn't happen very often. And then secondly, 
we have had a number. I mean, I give you props all the time for the show taking a different direction. That's because I'm the fun one. You are. You make it real. Right. I've got the facts. You've got the, I don't know. I, I don't have a rhyme for that. No, nope, you don't. I was going to say the backs, but then people, once again, you can reach us at. All right. Anyway, continue. So, today's show, on a serious note, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that article we wanted to last week. The 11 signs your retirement is going to be more expensive than you thought. And we're going to go through each one of those. Right. And then kind of agree or disagree. And then here's a more fun one. Since we'll, we'll do this before the break. Okay. Millennials. Your favorite subject. Right. Heads or tails, am I going to make fun of millennials? Heads. I don't you know. don't have a coin. <laughs> You're going to make fun of millennials. This isn't a coin flip. I'm not. Okay. I'm actually anyway. not. So I started thinking about something. I was at a conference this week, and it was kind of a boring conference. No offense to people putting it on. But anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I get kind of lost in thought. And I and there was a speaker that is predicting the stock market to quadruple quadruple over the next like 10 to 15 years except for they're talking about it taking a monumental tank but here. no no but here's his reasoning okay so our industry always seems to be pulled like this right some are talking about the glory land and some are talking about how the death fam- and destruction right the famine's <gasps> coming right it, it's like revelations versus in the beginning right <laughs> genesis that's genesis but i liked how i introduced it all right so he said that we're going to have one of the best periods ever in the market. In the next 15 years. 15 to 20. So I'll be 45. Good for you. <laughs> Here's why. Yeah. He showed baby boomers and it was 50 something million. Okay. Maybe 60. but And then Gen X was next. Okay. And it went down to like 40 million. It went down a good chunk. Maybe from 60 to 40. Somewhere in there. Right. right? Then Gen Y and millennials. Mm-hmm. Gen Y was 1977. And millennials stop at like 04, 2004 ish. Right, yeah. Big, big range. It's like 83 to 2004. It's a huge chunk. It is. But that was 71 million. It was bigger, bigger, bigger than baby boomers? Yes. Now, it's a much longer, you know, stretch. Oh, yeah, it's like period. 20 years. Right, versus like a 15. But, it, but whatever. And his theory was. In the early 80s, that's when baby boomers reached the point of life that Gen Y and millennials are starting to reach, where they hit their peak earning years, mm-hmm. and then they invested, mm-hmm. and then we went on a tear in the stock market. It makes, it's lo- that's a logical right. argument, isn't it? If you have that many people working and stuff. But we have one of the lowest unemployment rates ever, and it's going right. down still. So it, it's a logical argument. Right. But will it happen? Probably not because millennials don't invest. Ha! There it is. Yes. We didn't even get a chance to talk about this. I mean. Look, this is why I love you. It's like our heads are combined here. That's terrifying. <laughs> so here's an article from Forbes. Millennials are good at saving, but investing, not so much. And this is from this year, March 13th. Millennials are way ahead of other generations when it comes to saving for the future, but their fear of investing could hurt them in the wrong, long run. Right. Here's another one. CNBC, why millennials would rather save than invest. Millennials are more likely than older generations to say they expect to rely on their own savings rather than on 401ks or pensions. Yeah, but technically millennials were... Here's another one. Growing up in the time where everything went... 
Here's another one. Y yes, we got to come back to that. Another one, money. Why rich millennials aren't investing? Wealthy millennials need to shake off the shadow of the Great Recession and invest. Here's one more. This is from Fool.com, so Motley Fool. Millennials are saving well, but they're investing their money. Uh, I don't have the rest of the title of this. All something else. You can find it. It's from April 2nd of this year. When it comes to investing, younger savers still have some work to do. It's estimated that 42% of millennials invest too conservatively. Hmm. So what is all, I mean, where am I going with this? I want you to think of it this way. The speaker, now it's a well-known speaker in our industry. I won't name who he is, but well-known and well-respected. He argues that 1982, we start the tear in the stock market because boomers enter that point in life. Mm -hmm. But let me give you some, what we would call headwinds, things that would slow this from happening. You just, you, you jumped ahead. You hit, and I mean that, great. Millennials aren't investing. That's going to be a big one. And well, let's go with the options for them to invest. So boomers, when they want to invest, they had one, the 401k. Right. They had, and then we brought IRAs, but IRAs were so limited. Mm -hmm. Now we've got self-directed IRAs. Right. There's so many stinking things out there now for you to do. Go to E-Trade, bro. Now, what's a self-directed IRA, though? You do it all yourself. What can I put in there? I, I have I no idea. See, I think most people don't. I can. It just sounds good because then you take care of it yourself. <laughs> but you've got different options too. You could put real estate in there, for example. Oh, yeah, you could buy that. an office building or rental property. Now, there's arguments maybe why you shouldn't, but the art, the thing here is you could. Right. That's not going to boost the stock market. No. We were reading one article that talked about how millennials are investing in crypto. They find investing in cryptocurrencies. That's Bitcoin, by the way. Mm -hmm. Which is tanking. Right. Less intimidating than stocks. It's tanking. Right, well, fine. There's our one joke against millennials. You're buying something that's essentially fraudulent. Great. Right. But then also go to their experiences. Our generation, do we remember 8% CDs? No. 10% CDs? No. So here we are. We've got CD rates inching up. Mm -hmm. They're at two. They're even kind of flirting with three. Which is amazing. It's fun. It's right. kind of cool. What if it goes back to five? That's going to be like completely unheard of for a millennial. And a millennial, will a millennial or will other even generations, will they start to go, I'll take five guaranteed rather than maybe eight at risk? Right. Even if the long term, you know, um, average is 10, will they take five guaranteed over 10? Absolutely. Because they're not used to five. Right. If they're used to two and all of a sudden they see five, that's that's enticing. Mm -hmm. So we've got this in, and then to make matters worse worse boomers are going to be pulling money out right they already are right because they're getting into retirement so you've got the biggest generation on earth yanking their money pulling their money out and the argument by this speaker and this author was that millennials are going to because it's, they're bigger they're going to compensate for it and just re that they're they're going to give us this next push but before the 401k was created in what year 78? Yes. So you do listen. <laughs> 1978, we create the 401k. Prior to that, we don't have average Americans putting in stocks, bonds, mutual funds. So you have the biggest generation ever on earth, ever, period, boom. Putting money in. And there's no one before them taking it out. Right. So you've got them investing. They're the first. They're in it. Then the stock market does what? Right. Takes off like a rocket. Mm-hmm. So now, even if you get our generation to put money into the investments, I'm going to argue that it's not going to be the same as it was before. 
And that's even if, even if you get them to start putting more in the 401k and the IRA, what makes you think they'll just buy stocks, bonds, mutual funds? They won't. They might buy cryptocurrencies. They might buy things like REITs. That's a real estate investment trust. They might just go buy real estate. We've been watching the DIY shows our generation. And everybody thinks they can flip a house now. Well, because you can do a whole house in 23 minutes. Right. (laughs) I mean, I'll start on a Friday and by Sunday, we'll be done. Right. That's not realistic, people. So you've got, and then you got increasing interest rates that are going to boost up what we call risk-free rate of returns, such as CDs. And that's going to be enticement not to go into those things. Right. And you've got tools that didn't exist before that allow you not to go into those traditional types of investments. Mm -hmm. That's a good segue to our article next, which is 11 signs your retirement is going to be more expensive than you thought because expensive doesn't address maybe you won't have as much money as you thought. We'll be right back. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everybody, to segment two of Fireproof Your Retirement. So the article that we're going to go over, 11 signs your retirement is going to be more expensive than you thought. So number one, you don't have a long-term care plan. And then it says the average cost of care, 45000 a year in an assisted living facility. Annual cost for a private room in a nursing home now is almost 100000 But you know, the reality here is long-term care insurance is prohibitively expensive. Correct. For a lot of people. Right. So there are different trusts you can use. Mm-hmm. And I used to have something called a CLTC designation. That means a certified long-term care planner. I didn't realize those existed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I did. I got rid of it because... Almost all of the training for it and beliefs, it seems, for it is to tell you you need to buy long-term care insurance. Regardless of how expensive it is. Right. Well, because if you can't afford, you know, here, here's the here's the sleazy sales lines in that industry. And I'm part of that industry, I guess. I'm licensed for it. Right. If you can't afford the premiums, could you afford the care? Yes, because I'll just go on Medicaid. Well, but that doesn't always happen. I mean, there's we're oversimplifying it here. But I do believe, I agree with you, we should try to get Medicare and Medicaid to pay for as much as possible. You paid into it. Correct. And we can get you good care that way. You just got to see, I think you got to see somebody who's familiar with it and see an attorney who that's what they do. Um, So this goes over some of the things you can do. It talks about um, long-term care insurance, obviously. It also talks about buying an annuity. So there are annuities, and I don't want to get in that, that wormhole. Right. There are an annuity by definition. Let's make it really, really, really simple. An annuity by definition is a contract between you and an insurance company for a future stream of income. Mm-hmm. And there are some of those annuities that will boost that income if you ever need long-term care or you qualify for long-term care. Right. They use what's called activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. That's eating, bathing, dressing, toileting, transferring, continence. If you ever need help in two of, out of those six. Right. Um, but we could spend the entire segment 
entire show. We could do three shows probably on long term care. And I, I don't, that's not the point of today. Number two, you underestimate your life expectancy. So, I mean, think about it today. I mean, your grandparents are how old? 85. Well, going to be 85. I thought one was, I thought your grandpa on your dad's side was like 88. No, he's younger. He's Is not he? even 80 yet, I don't think. Maybe I misunderstood him. Maybe he said he was going to be 78 then. Right. Hmm. But the fact is life expectancy is increasing. Now, there's some studies that are showing how for the first time it's decreased. That was a really narrow um, segment or group that it Mm -hmm. identified. We were just at a conference for a nonprofit in April in North Carolina. And that keynote speaker, do you remember what age was it that he was predicting? Not himself, but he said studies and... um, researchers, we could probably stop here, they said in California, but... (laughs) Right. Don't like those Californians. That, he said, like, life expectancy was going to be, like, 120 or something. Well, he said in the next... Outrageous. 15 years, we'll see the first somebody living to 120. Right. He said 300. Oh, yeah, he, like, went crazy. So, for every year you live right now, you're adding about one month in life expectancy. Mm -hmm. Every 10 years is about one year. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is you've elim- if you're 60 now, and let's say life expectancy is 75, then when you get to 70, it's about 76. Right. Because you got rid of everyone who passed before age 70. Right. And they are expecting dramatic increases to that formula. Right. But we'll but, see. Well, and here's the deal. You can't plan that. It, it just it is what it is. You can. And again, this purpose of today's show isn't to say, here's a product to solve that. That is where an annuity would make sense. Right. It's the opposite of life insurance. Life insurance, you make a bunch of small payments. And when you pass, you get a big payment. Your right. family does. Right. And it's because we can't control when you're going to die. Right. If it's if you're going to get hit by a bus, you're going to get hit by a bus. Right. And what happens? I want a protection for that. Well, an annuity is just the opposite. You can't predict when you're going to die. So therefore, if you live a long time, you need money. Yeah. Yeah. An annuity becomes actually better in that case. Um, Whether what type of annuity? Again, I'm not getting in that wormhole. Number three. Now, I don't like number three on this list. I know you don't. Well, because we already talked about it. Right. You didn't plan for high health care costs. Which is essentially the same thing as long term care. Well, and then they say that the average retiree. I mean, let's say, right, when I tell clients in their 40s that basic healthcare costs, they're interviewing somebody. Brandon Hayes, a CFP with Oxygen Financial. That's an or O. Yeah, I think it's Oxygen, but it's it's spelled weird. It's little O, big X, Y, big G, E, N, little E, N, whatever. When I tell clients in their 40s that basic healthcare costs in retirement are currently more than 250000 they about fall out of their chair. Well, and according to this, Fidelity Investments estimate two hundred and seventy-five thousand. Yeah, for a sixty-seven, sixty, a sixty-five-year-old couple retiring. Right. So it sounds like a daunting number. It's not. Right. I'm going to tell you that broke people will end up spending that, and they go, "Well, that's why broke people will be more broke." No, no, no. It's built into your income. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is your Medicare Part B premiums which are about $134 a month. Let's call it 135 so it's simple. Right. That's 270 for a couple per month. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's about 3200 a year. Right. And then add on another $200 for secondary insurance and co-pays and whatever. Mm-hmm. That's another $2,400. Right. So it's about 5500 That's 55000 every decade. This is without inflation, by the way. Right. So fifty, sixty thousand 60000 a year times 30-year retirement, there's one hundred eighty in right. today's dollars without it inflating and all that. Right. 
um, and without you getting less healthy as you get older, which again is more likely. And here's what will happen too. We break retirement into three categories. We call it the go-go years, the slow-go years, and then what comes? No-go. Exactly. So as you get sicker and less healthy and more frail, you spend less money in other areas. Right. Is healthcare a big drain? Yes. Is it? That, that, why do people fall out of the chair? Because they're going, oh, man, I only got 400000 and now you're telling me 250 has got to go towards healthcare. No, no, no. It's not 250 today. You will, will. You will eventually spend it. Yeah, we'll pluck away at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the question you, I said, let's come back to, I said, well, you're basically, you already pay for healthcare through your paycheck. Right. So you're just swapping where it comes from. And that, that as well as this next one, the Mm -hmm. next one on this list was people don't take inflation into consideration. Those are the two biggest failures. I find planners and individuals that they mess up. Okay. Because let's say they have $5,000 of take home income. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're going to get the house paid off. And okay. the house principal and interest, well, they're making $1,000 a month payments right now to accelerate this thing. So, Mike, in two years when we retire, it's done. Okay. Okay. So, in two years, we don't need that money. Oh, yep. I agree. So, we only need four grand. Well, why? They go, because, you know, we're living on four now. Yeah, but wait a minute. Healthcare comes out before the money comes to you. Correct. So, we've got to add that back into your income. Mm-hmm. So you say you need four grand. And earlier I said they were retiring in two years. The second piece here, inflation, Mm -hmm. isn't that big in two years. But let's go five years from now. Right. So somebody goes, well, I only need four grand. Well, you don't need four. You need about 4,500 because of healthcare. Right. And then that four grand, let's use 3% inflation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use simple inflation here just so we can do it together. Okay. So 3% of four grand is how much? Didn't tell you I was going to put you on the spot. No, you didn't. 120 bucks. Hey, tell her what she's won, Bob. Another another appearance on Fireproof Radio. (laughs) All right, so $120 a year. Uh But we give them five years. So that's 600 bucks. Right. Add the 500 they forgot about healthcare. So now they're at $5,100. Exactly. That's $1,100 a month. A month. That times that by 12, that's 13,000. Right. Times that by 30, that's 390. Mm hmm. Is that right? I don't know. Sounds like it. It's 13,000 <laughs> a year times 10 is 130 times 3. Right. It's 390. Yep. So inflation, so healthcare. It's a big problem because people don't expect how much maybe they need. Right. I'll tell you I don't think that's the biggest one. It's the fact that people don't add it. I, I you don't need 250 set aside for healthcare. You'll pluck away at it in your income. Right. But what we need to do now is if you're going, well, I'm living on 4 grand and we haven't addressed healthcare what we would do with our clients is I'm going to have you contribute another $300 okay. to your 401k. Just to beef it up. Well, that, as well as now, if it's not coming in, if it comes off the top, do you miss it? No. And if I get you used to living on $3,700 a month right now, well, really 47 because you're paying against the mortgage. Right. Right? But if I get you used to having discretionary spending income, spendable income of 37 what do we just do? We narrowed that gap right. drastically. Number five, you didn't factor in big ticket items. It's another big one. Yeah. People have the car paid for in cash. But then the car poops out. Yeah. I get people all the time. They say, Mike, I just bought my retirement car. Okay. Is your car going to last 30 years? Right. I go, if you make it to 95. I hope not. And they go, what do you mean? I go, God willing. I hope you live, outlive your car. Right. I hope. 
I mean, I, I know I say things weird because I always so God willing, I hope you see another recession. Right, because that means you lived long enough. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Number six. I don't think we're going to make it through the whole thing. But number six, you changed your spending habits. What do you think they mean by that? You spend more because you have more time. Right. You're not at work, so you're out going to lunch with friends. It's that. Um, I think I've seen a lot of people do more um, projects around the house. Yeah. Landscape. Mm-hmm. Vacations. Right. Here's a huge one. Number seven. Done, done, done. What is it? You loaned money to your kids. You know what? They should. Uh, if you could take one word out of that sentence, which word would it be? Loaned. Yeah, you gave. Yeah, you didn't loan. You may or may not get it back. You won't. You're not. Right. I, I've seen. You know, and you know what? Right now, I can think of a handful of clients. It's worked awesome. It's mm-hmm. worked great. But for most, it will not. Correct. Now, I did find there's a custodian. If you want, I don't want to. I don't know this custodian well, and I don't want to put them out there as though I'm endorsing them. So if you want information on that, all you got to do, just email us, go online, and you don't need to come in for an appointment for that. Just say, hey, who is this custodian you were talking about for if I'm going to loan to my kids? Um, right. But I had a client come in, and they were using this person. I said, well, not person, this place. And I go, what is this for? They go, well, I gave money to my son-in-law for a business. And so this, they, and this company forms a contract for you. Mm-hmm. And, that, and you can even use an IRA, which is kind of cool. And then it gets paid back to you. And it gets paid back to this custodian, the custodian. Hand, now, does the custodian take a fee? Right. Yes. Duh. But that's, if you're going to call it a loan, I think that's a good one to do. Now, number eight, I don't like. They say, you know, ways your retirement's going to be too expensive. What was number eight? You spoiled your grandkids. You know what? What is the purpose of money? Does money have meaning? No. Nope. Just give it or spend it. And I'm sorry, but I unless you go bananas and you don't have the money and like buy them a car. But but birthdays, Christmas, right. all that adds up. Right, it does. But you can't take it with you. Right. Have you ever seen a U-Haul follow a hearse? No. Nope. Nope. And you know when you're on the road and they got all these cars lined up and they got the little flags? Mm-hmm. By the way, you're not supposed to go in front of them, just so you know. No kidding. I did it once. I didn't know. How I, do you not know that? I was like, like 17. Wow. I'm like, Kyle, these, no one will let me in. Well, yeah, you're not supposed to. I'm surprised didn't, you didn't no, get pulled over. I also, when I first moved this side of the state, I almost killed an Amish person. I'm Michael! I, not on purpose. They put their hand out of the carriage. To turn! I thought they were waving me on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't hey, grow up with continue, Amish people. Continue, continue. We're running out of time. I'm good with you gifting. Right. That's what it's there for. And when you right. see these processions... They're not practicing. Right. It's not a run through. Right. It's the real deal. Number nine, you don't take taxes into consideration. Which one do you think is going to be the biggest on that? Social security, because we talk about it all the time, and that's your biggest issue with people in retirement. It's huge. The tax on social security. Last two, it's blast through them. Fees. I know we never talk about how you actually have to know what you're paying. Ever. Nope. Never. Mike's never, ever gone and 9, 10, and 11. Attack. We'll never talk about ever. Right. Taxes on Social Security. Number 10, fees. Number 11, surprise me. You get divorced. Talked about it last week. Right. Don't stay together for the money. But, you know, I really thought about something while I was traveling, and that is, you know, we didn't talk. I don't. We don't have any time, but if you're struggling there, go to a priest. Go to a pastor. If you can't right. afford counseling. Go to counseling. If counseling doesn't work, then go to a priest, go to a pastor, go to a Bible study, go talk to friends. What what you and I talked about later was when you get married, you get married in front of a congregation 
and of the co- people who are there to support you. They're your family right. and friends. And they made an oath, right? It's not really like a baptism, but yes. <laughs> I think if you're sitting there, they basically say, as a, a congregation of people, we're going to help. Or maybe that was just with us. They're like, we're going to help this young couple yeah, stay in the right direction. It's 2575 whether they're gonna make it i'm kidding didn't think we'd be making this far right so lean on those people ask for help that is what we talked about when we ended the show and this is money and this is relationships in west michigan guys i'm sorry i'm not from this side of state but the thing that saddens me is i see people in such pain with money Mm -hmm. and no one knows because no one will talk about it you won't open up I see people in such pain with relationships with their kids and no one knows that anything is wrong. Right. I see couples in pain where one comes in because they're, you know, I've seen the divorce. I've seen the split up. I've seen the stories. It's like they'll open up to us as the finance people. We talk a lot about behaviors and I think that's part of the reason. Right. Lean on your community. Lean on your neighbors, your friends, your family, your advisor. If you need help, get it. But until next week, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.